following program is intended for mature audiences. The time is now for the hardest hit, yet completely trivial, football show on the planet. You are in rarefied territory. Ladies and gentlemen, well, well to the broken helmet. Let's rock. On tape with the snap for Tuesday, April 11th, 2023. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can reach us at brokenhelmetshow at gmail.com. Twitter is at helmetbroken. And today, what are we diving into? Movement and then wanted movement. As the big news of today was the former number three overall pick, Jeff Akuda taken off from the Lions, heading over to Atlanta. He's going to get traded for a fifth-round pick. Fifth round. You get drafted number third overall just three years ago, and now you're being jettisoned to the Falcons for a fifth-round pick. Now, you want to talk about unlucky lottery. Holy shit. This guy, right? Two injury-plagued seasons. Then you play okay, only to go from the prior NFL seller-dweller to the new one. Like, what the hell? My career breaking down before my own eyes. You know, it's like you watch the team that you're on plan for this big, giant fucking party, right? Big party. They're just bringing in kegs of beer and shrimp and caviar and all kinds of fancy fucking appetizers. They're going to, you know, hot chicks walking around, hot dudes, if you're into that, whatever. Walking around, serving you all this stuff. And then, all of a sudden, the party comes to be, and uh, uh, there's no invite in my mailbox. What, what the hell happened? I just watched this big party get planned, and I'm not going to be around to it. And that's basically Okuda's professional career right now, as he's going to end up going to Atlanta. Fancy new stadium out there, but a shitbox team. And from afar, he's going to watch the Detroit Lions as they try to capitalize on the momentum last year even though despite all that I had to say about uh, Mr. Campbell and his coaching style, he had a phenomenal second half of the year. I thought he was a joke in the beginning, and I, you know, we'll see this year if they won despite themselves or if his coaching approach really is the, the modern, a new modern approach toward coaching, right? The, I'm the ex-player, good rah-rah guy even though I don't necessarily know what the fuck I'm doing. I'll just leave it to my coordinators. But, you know, so be it. We will have to see. Jeff Akuda will see. And he'll see, like I said, from thousands of miles away down in Atlanta. And Atlanta, I just question what they're doing with their approach to the offseason here. You know, they refuse to engage in the Lamar Jackson, the Lamar Jackson talks, right, where, you know, you need a quarterback unless you're really going to go with Ritter. But obviously they don't even want to try to approach that contract. Uh, You know, and that has been pointed out by a bunch of uh, media folks so far in the offseason and that they have also been thrown in there with the collusion talks of uh, the NFL and the Lamar Jackson situation as to why a team such as the Falcons refuse to engage in those conversations, even try to talk him down off of the ledge and get him to sign for some contract that, 
is more manageable. They don't even try. So anyway, but the Atlanta refuses to engage in that. And then they invest in a ton of random defense, right? I mean, Jesse Bates, they signed. All right, great. You got a solid safety. You know, Khalees Campbell, he's long in the tooth. You know, Caden Ellis, uh, you know, uh, Okuda's going to go there. And, you know, you want to go and, and check out the current depth chart. Where is Okuda going to fit in, right? Well, A.J. Terrell is obviously the number one, so he's not going anywhere. And so then you've got another cornerback to fight off with, and you'll probably have to compete right now, Casey Haywood, uh, and see if you can line up, you know, on the side of him. So uh, if you're Okuda. But for Atlanta, for the money that they spent uh, in all these random places, does it get them anywhere you know, closer to being successful? I, I have no clue. Doesn't look it. I don't think it. I don't know what they're looking at. I mean, maybe they're thinking huge things out of Kyle Pitts and Drake London. Oh, Drake London getting, you know, in, into his second year, but last year didn't really look good. And again, it all matters on, on the quarterback. You know, and I guess they have a crazy faith in Desmond Ritter or maybe even yet, you know, like they did sign T- Taylor Heineke. But Heineke never, you know, he has flashes, where it looks like he's a starting quarterback and, you know, then he gets benched for uh, <laughs> who is Sam Howell. So, uh, you know, I who knows which Taylor Heineke you're going to get. Uh, but I think at this point, you know what you're getting in Taylor Heineke. He's had multiple chances and, uh, you know, it hasn't really panned out. He's probably great for coming off the bench and providing a spark over a short game stretch if need be. Uh, you know, the question really focuses on Desmond Ritter and what he has to offer as a starter. And again, Atlanta seems like that is going to be the man that they put under center and the basket that all the eggs go in. Happy Easter, everybody. Belated. Uh, Lamar Jackson, not in the fold. So anyway, Akuda ends up going from the Lions to uh, Atlanta. You know, very classic, uh, you know, buy low here with Akuda and getting him just for a fifth-round pick for the Lions. You know, they, they don't give a shit. They moved on. And they've got, uh, you know, good things going, or so they like to think. And so they're going to march on without their third pick three years ago. And I, like we said, injured, injury-riddled three years. You know, first season, 2020, he only played nine games. Then he played one in 2021. Last year, he actually played 15, started in 15, had one interception, 73 tackles. So, you know, not bad numbers for Okuda. Not good enough to stay in Detroit, though. So he will start his career anew out there in Atlanta. The other story was Devin White, the Buccaneers linebacker, wants out. And as soon as you heard this, the first thing that has to come to your mind is contract. Because... He is on his rookie deal. He has got a fifth-year option picked up worth $11.7 million. And so when you start reading all of the details of this story, you know, the sources, and this is going by ESPN, the one source says that he's frustrated with the team and quote-unquote fed up. And then the other source says that, if you can believe it, that White's frustration stemmed from negotiations over a new contract. Of course it is. It's always a new contract, especially when you are a fringe position off of your rookie deal, right? 
And that is exactly what a linebacker, a fifth-year linebacker, is going to be. So, and especially on the Tampa Bay team, you know, I, I, White knows that he doesn't have any kind of leverage here. And this was shown, I mean, by the Roquan Smith. Smith, who I, I believe personally is a better linebacker than White. But he had to come and hope and pray that a team came along and wanted to give draft picks and a new contract and found that in Baltimore, who ended up giving the picks to the uh, Bears to get Smith over to Baltimore. Now, is that going to happen a second time? And this time for Devin White? I I really don't think so. I mean, who in their right mind right now in the NFL is going to make a trade for Devin White unless he fits, you know, that dire need of a you know uh, an athletic tackling linebacker that a playoff team might need and doesn't have right that doesn't think that they might be able to get something similar in the draft coming up here in 2 weeks and not have to spend picks and then a new contract to get right and also similar to the you know the tight end position is that in the running back position, is that now the way that the contracts have been is that, you know, uh, you franchise and not kill yourself over these positions. So, I, unfortunately for White, there's not a lot of leverage here for him. Uh, you know, and whenever you hear about all, you know, people getting their feathers ruffled, especially a rookie in the their fourth, fifth year of their deal, it always ends up being contracts. That's what it is. So he's got to hope that he falls into a similar, Jesus, Rich, talk, situation similar to that of Roquan Smith. You know, and as for the Bucks on a whole, they're just stuck at this point. There's really, they got nothing going for them as of right now. You know, with the retirement of Brady and then the replacement of his position with that of Baker Mayfield, good luck with that. couple that along with salary cap hell because they've had to chop a, a bunch of people and rework contracts just to get under the the cap that they you know the, the cap struggles that they were facing so i mean so far this year they got rid of donovan smith they got rid of fournette they got rid of cam brate brought brought pushed, tight end cam brate kicker suck up all gone then they restructured godwin vita vea Davis, center Ryan Jensen, they they brought in, they and then they're reworking their deals, and then Russell Russell Gage, who they came in last year, who was super excited to play with Tom Brady, and then got barely barely got a year, uh, you know, with PT and injuries. I, he got injured during the year, if I'm not mistaken, uh, and now he's stuck with Baker Mayfield. He took a pay cut, and then they also uh, the Bucks that is also had to you know peace out on Mike Edwards and Murphy punting so. You know, you're looking at a franchise that, similar to the Rams the year before them, things didn't go the way as planned. You kind of were pot committed toward Brady and you know your quarterback, your approach, your roster as it was. For the Rams, it was trading all those picks for getting the roster to the way they wanted it. 
And then last year, all things fell apart. And, you know, now for the Rams with salary cap and the rest of it, they're doing a, a, a thorough wash of that team and roster. And then you're seeing the same thing here in Tampa Bay. And, I, you know, I guess the question then becomes, after witnessing how fast, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like the fucking bank runs that are taking place, right? You know, it's th- this stuff used to happen over a longer duration of time, and now all of a sudden it happens over a fucking weekend. Your small regional bank is out of money. Now, I, you know, we're not going to get into financial talk here, but, uh, you know, it's a good analogy for these NFL teams where it's like, oh, yeah, things are going great. It's going fantastic. And then one year fucking later, it's just over. <laughs> oh, shit. We got thrown out of the fucking window. I didn't put my seatbelt on. And now we've got to cut, you know, four guys from the roster who were in key positions, rework a whole bunch of contracts. Oh, yeah, and we don't have our, our quarterback anymore. And so what are we going to do there? And that all happens in, in one year, and then you've gone from, you know, Super Bowl contender or playoff team to bottom of the barrel, you know, sitting there, you know, eating frozen shrimp with fucking the Falcons. Why I just said frozen shrimp, I have no clue. Why I threw the Falcons in? Because they suck. So, uh, you know, and then you're watching the, the Detroit Lions of all teams piece something together. With uh, you know, you know a coach that's talking about chewing people's kneecaps off, you know, sound bite that'll never get old. So um, that's it for the the Bucks. They're in a similar situation to the Rams the year before, or the Rams now. Devin White obviously wants to get out, uh, either that or probably he would stick around with a ton of money. But I'm sure he would hope to get that money somewhere else. He's had great numbers coming, uh, you know, into the league. He's gone four years so far, and through those. Four years. He played 13 in his rookie year at 91 tackles, two and a half sacks. 15 games his second year had 140 tackles with nine sacks. And in the past two years, he had 128 with uh, in 21. And then he had 124 tackles in 22. And he had three and a half sacks and five and a half sacks in those two years also. Five and a half sacks coming this past season. Uh, 17 games played, 17 games started. So solid numbers for Devin White. Great start to the career. Unfortunately, playing linebacker in 2022, uh, 23 this year. I don't know how much you're really going to command, you know, without putting pressure on the quarterback and granted three and a half sacks, five and a half sacks, not bad numbers. Nine was fantastic in 2020, but is that something that can be replicated um, and utilized, you know, for a team and one that's in contention, that's willing to invest that kind of money uh, in a linebacker. We will see. I doubt it's going to come from any other team that's going to trade picks on top of it to get him on their squad. And then the final news bit, which I think to me is the most interesting of uh, the three stories talked about so far, especially, I, you know, I, I'm big in, with the business side of football and professional sports. And this one obviously is a, a big one because everybody and their brother was waiting for the Sunday ticket to get off that goddamn satellite dish and to some kind of streaming service where the greater mass of people could eat more easily purchase the Sunday ticket and today YouTube TV who got the ownership rights for the Sunday ticket this year came out with their price uh, schedule uh, you call it a schedule because it's going to be discounted up until June 6 and then it's going to be amplified by a hundred bucks so up to June 6 existing YouTube TV customers right so YouTube TV for those that don't know is a, a streaming service similar to direct TV stream uh, or food 
Fubu, Fubo um, TV or a, a Sling TV is another one. So obviously you have your uh, old school cable operators that provide streaming, that provide uh, network services, if you will. And now obviously you have streaming services, YouTube TV being one of those. So if you're a subscriber to YouTube TV, then you will also have the chance to purchase the Sunday ticket for $249. And that's up until June 6th. And then that is going to get jacked up by 100 bucks and go to $349. So if you want to ditch your current cable provider, this is how it goes because I have been a streaming service uh, client for now, shit, 10 years. I originally signed on for Sony View, uh, which was the first streaming service that I did. And then I purchased DirecTV Stream, which, did they call it DirecTV Stream? I think it was DirecTV Now is what it originally was. And so I actually had bought the two of them. Um, and I had bought the two because PlayStation View was fantastic. But DirecTV Now was infinitely cheaper and was $35 a month. But the initial years of DirecTV Now were awful. So the two of them combined were cheap enough that I sat one year waiting for DirecTV Now to get their shit together before I killed my PlayStation View contract. Thankfully, I did because PlayStation View ended up going the way of the Dodo. There was n no more of that. They decided to, you know, jump ship because it just got too expensive and it didn't make sense for, uh, you know, their corporate strategy. So they got out. I was with DirecTV. DirecTV became AT&T now. Where am I going with this story other than fucking boring the shit out of people? Uh, I'm just trying to give those that have not uh, ventured into streaming what you're currently looking at if you wanted to venture into YouTube TV. If you wanted to do any of these streaming services, they've basically all jacked the prices up to similar prices. And that's around, the get-in is around $50 to $65 a month for your TV services. So I don't know what cable is right now, but you're going to end up paying $50 to $65 uh, for usually like two streams. And then another like five bucks a month if you want a third or a fourth stream. Each individual provider is different. So the amount of streams that you get to have uh, concurrently, it will be different simultaneously, I think is the, the better word. But anyway, so you're going to have to get internet. So whatever you can get for internet. Uh, I, I was always getting the internet around like a $60 a month deal. And then that always required on the on the annual of harassing the local t uh, cable provider. For me, it's Cablevision Optimum. And then arguing about when, uh, what's the newest, what's the newest uh, promotion that you guys have? And I'll take that. And I'll, you know, and that, that became 50. And then eventually they just, it got to the point that they didn't want to offer the new promotion. There wasn't one. It was a pain in the ass. And so now my monthly is $80. So let's say that your cable is 80 bucks a month. And then you're going to pay 60, let's just do 60 for this. You're at 140. So on top of that, you're going to pay for whatever your streamers that you want. I don't know if you want, um, 
I don't know, Paramount Plus, you want HBO Max, you want uh, Peacock, whatever you want. Those are all going to be 10 bucks a month usually on top of that. So I know there are some people that are paying cable bills, cable companies, you know, 260 you know, up to 300 a month. Uh, if you want to go to a streaming service, I think you can basically book 150 bucks just for your internet and then whatever streaming service you want. So let's say you got 150, then you're going to go YouTube TV. So you're going to cost 150 and then you're going to pay them 250 for the year to get HBO, uh, not HBO, sorry, uh, to get NFL. And then on top of that, you can also pay another $40 for the season to get the red zone if you want that. So let's say 300 if you want to be an all-in NFL customer with YouTube TV. So you're going to pay 300 for the year on top of all your other fees to get the ticket plus the red zone. And then June 6th, like I said, that'll all get jacked up 100 bucks. So then you'll be paying, uh, you know, whatever. You'll be paying 400 and 450 uh, for that. So um, as for, uh, let's see, uh, combination, yeah. So the 289 for current YouTube subscribers to get the ticket and the red zone it's 40 bucks so and now if you're a non-youtube TV person it, it it'll be more the pre-sale right now is 350 that'll go up a hundred bucks to 450 and then if you want the forty dollar red zone on top of it then it'll end up being uh, 400 whatever four forty plus uh, you know 500 bucks so if you're a non-youtube provider if you act now you can get 350 50 or 400 if you don't act now it's going to be 450 or 500 and uh so that's what it's going to be right now to jump into the ticket which we've all been waiting for and then if you want to take a quick look and just check out you know what they're going to offer on top of the ticket they haven't really said yet the real question i have is whether they go the route of offering a single team season pass because that's what I really think would have value to the customers, right? Is that you're out of market, you live in, I don't know, California, but you're a New York Giant fan. So you want all the Giant games and not all the Giant games are on regular TV. So you end up buying the single team pass so that you could watch your team all year all year long. The problem with that is that, and, I, and the reason that I don't know if it'll ever come to fruition, is because you're you might end up cannibalizing your own sales. Because remember that each NFL customer, if they're a diehard, is guaranteed three afternoon games on Sunday. Then you get the Thursday, Sunday, Monday night games. And so if you buy a single team pass, I mean, let's say the Chiefs, right? You, you, because you're going to want to see the Best teams play all the time, right? So you buy the Chiefs, you're guaranteed to get good games regardless of what's on, you know, your afternoon or your night games. So you buy the Chiefs, you also get the three afternoon games, Thursday, Sunday, Monday night games. Would you would you be content with that? Probably so, right? And so then you wouldn't even buy the ticket. So if you offered a lower single team pass, you might cannibalize the bigger number tickets down the line. So, I don't know, I, I just don't, you would have to figure out the price difference and make sure that it wouldn't, I don't know, it would be enough and enticing for people to buy the single team, but those that were really interested wouldn't 
just buy a single team instead of buying the ticket themselves, right? Because the people that are going to commit to the the full pass at three fifty are going to be committed to that regardless. Right now, the fringe people are going to have to be forced to buy the big ticket, either the three fifty or four fifty ticket, right? The way that it's designed, and you're not giving them the option of having a lower entry to watch more games, such as the season pass. But you could do. Do it. I mean, maybe you do something like using these numbers again, of, and we'll use the YouTube TV numbers of, uh, you know, three fifty for the year. So instead of doing three fifty for the full ticket, you do I don't know one team at through one team at one fifty. That would make two teams. Now nah, two teams would be three hundred, and then you probably just you know up another 50 to get the full ticket, right? So, I, again, I, I, using the numbers in there, you'd have to figure out, like, uh, 250, 250, 350, and then, let's see, retail's 450. So if you do one team at 250, you do two teams at 350, and then 450 is the full ticket. So maybe you go that route. 250, 350, 450, right? So if you want two teams, you're just going to go 350, you save yourself 100 bucks. But, you know, what's that extra 100 bucks? Ah, screw it. I'm just going to buy the full ticket, right? And so that allows people that want to watch a single team to buy, you know, that team for 250 bucks. It's still a significant uh, little coin for the NFL. But, you know, at 250, you're probably not going to lose a ton of the full 450 people. You throw that, you know, the two team for 350 just for people that might have interest in that. And then you're giving enough price points. And the lowest price point would be at 250, which ultimately is the discount price, right, for the YouTube TV current clients to get the package early anyway, right? So then at 250 you're just like, oh shit, all right, next year, you know, instead of buying one team for 250, I'll just buy the full 250 and and then that would almost guarantee the NFL to get all that early revenue before June 6 because people have been like, yeah, get get the full ticket for 250 prior to June 6 because if you wait around, then you you know, you're going to end up paying that for just one single team. So that'd be the the route to go. So anyway, along in the tooth here, talking about uh, shit that people don't care about. But I do because I want the ticket. So here it is, and that's what it ends up being. Me, I'm not a YouTube TV member, so I'm going to have to end up paying the 350 which I'll probably get done before June 6th for the season. That way I can watch everything I want to. I could also just get the red zone. I actually think I might have Red Zone. Uh, I don't have it on DirecTV Stream, but my dad gets it. I actually think he got it for free, or at least with the sports package with YouTube TV. But I am not a fan of the Red Zone because it just it doesn't give me content the way that I want it. When I'm watching a game, I usually want to watch first quarter on. I want to watch the entire game. I want to see the flow. I don't want to just see, you know, once the game gets hot or they get in the red zone, I, I, I've lost the context of what gets them there. And then the jumping nature of it. And uh, uh, and let's not forget, you got to fucking... Chris Hansen. Fucking Chris Hansen. How much of that guy can you fucking take, right? I mean, how much? How much can you take? It's the witching hour. All right, Chris. We get it. We get it. We fully understand. 
where losses become wins and wins become losses. Okay, all right, enough, enough. Enough already. And enough of me. I'm out of here. So that's it for the snap on this Tuesday. Talk to you guys tomorrow. Enjoy all of, uh, I think there's basketball on, right? I think there's, uh, there might be some playing games tonight on the NBA. Whatever it is, enjoy uh, all of your bets. Enjoy your sports watching. Uh, keeping up the speed with all of your NFL news and notes and whatever else the fuck you do on a uh, Tuesday evening night uh, for you. So anyway, talk to you tomorrow. Peace. Peace.